Hey, happy Thursday, is it? Good afternoon, good evening. Um, welcome to another episode, another one of Insights with Latrice. I'm so happy to have this guy with me right now. Um, Olivia Kabuya, for those that will just be listening and not see this, um, I have my husband here, my support, my man, and so welcome. Well, it's good to be here. Well, good, good. Well, you know, I of course, I got to do business, right? Um, I need to make sure you're following me on social media, on Instagram, and of course, we're here on Facebook Live, and on Twitter, mm -hmm. at Therese Kabuya, and then, of course, you can always listen to the podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple. You can also link to my website at www, right? <laughs> um, we do motivational Mondays um, on Monday morning, and it's pretty early, but um, it's it's wonderful. It's a time where we get to motivate you for the week um, on the radio on KPRT AM 106.1 FM, and we also send out what we talk, what we say, right, our recording. We actually send it. We email it. So if you want to email, because maybe 710 is too early or you're already at work, go to my website and sign up for that. And I'm telling you, the I even look back at them and read them and I'm like, yes, yes, I can make it through the week. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Hey, welcome, Troy. Um, thank you for joining us. And so, you know, today I, I'm not, I'm a little somber, I think a little bit, because so much is going on in the world. And, um, you know, a lot of times people always ask, do you ever, because I'm always the one encouraging, inspiring, motivating, but do you ever, you know, get sad or get hurt or, and yeah, I'm human, right? And I am a crybaby. So if I cry, don't make fun of me. But, um, you know, there's so much going on. I mean, we're not even touching COVID anymore, right? Um, there, I mean, it's still going on and we're still adjusting and we're still quarantining, um, you know, all those different things. Every time I go out, I am wearing a mask. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, you know, gloves sometimes even. And so that in itself, um, you know, we had to cancel vacation mm -hmm. um, out of town. I mean, obviously, we'll do a stay home vacation and figure out some creative things that we can actually do. But, um, you know, so that right there is an adjustment and making sure everyone's okay because this is different. But then... We have all this that's happening in the past um, few months, right? And yeah, but uh, drastically the last few months. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and earlier today, I did get to watch um, George, Mr. George Floyd's funeral, and that was amazing. Um, that was powerful, and it was sad because um, he didn't have to be there, right? So uh, today we're going to talk about it. You know, I have been um, asked by um, my white sisters and brothers to um, talk on this, talk about it, talk about what it's like being black in America. Um, 
I've been asked, what can they do? Um, you know, how can they um, do better and make the changes? So we're going to talk about all of that. I will say this. Hi, Nina. Hi, Sarah. Um, I will say this. There's no um, debating about this subject matter that we're going to talk about. This is from my point of view. This is not all black America. This is from his point of view as an African, you know, here in the United States. Right. Um, and so we're not we're going to be very honest and respectful. And I ask that you guys be the same or I'll delete you. That's just <laughs> that's just how it goes. Right. I play no games. You know, and it's a very sensitive subject matter that's happening, that's that's taking place. And so there's just no time for rudeness. And and, you know, we don't have to agree. And I'm OK if you don't understand. But I ask that your heart would be open to receive and to listen to what we're saying. And it doesn't feel good, but we're living it. You just have to hear it. Right. And so. um Let's just talk about it. Let's just get into it. Um, the, so the title is Race, Racism, and Racist. And the reason why that just kept coming to me, because we use it all the time, but it it's almost like it doesn't affect us. Like, it, like when we say race, you know, we don't really identify unless something happens. What do you that, mean by that? Okay, so like. I can't explain it. I just know it's <laughs> like race. I mean, we know it's a group of people, yeah. but um, a lot of times we can avoid the race conversation, yeah. right? Because it becomes uncomfortable. So I wanted to put race there, then racism, because you don't, you can be, you don't have to be racist, right? You don't, or you don't have to have, you, ha you don't have to have ever experienced racism right to empathize okay yeah. um and that's okay too and then racist let's talk about it because you don't have to be racist but are you anti-racist and the difference is when you're race when you're not a racist it just means um when you're not racist, that means that you like people, you you know, you care for people. It doesn't matter what race they are. But anti-racist is someone when you're with your cousins that are from the South and they see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But but, you know, and they're talking about a group of people that don't look like you. Do you stand up? Are you an ally? Right. Because that's just as important now. It used to be okay just not to be racist, but now you have to be anti-racist. Would you agree with that at all? Yeah. 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 Okay. You want any any insight on that? Um, no. Continue. Okay. Okay. So anyway, I wanted to talk and and just get that out of the way, just to kind of start it. So one of the things that I was asked, what is it like being black in America? Hmm. Well. I'll say this, um, and again, I'm speaking from my truth, my journey, my path. I grew up in Tonganoxie, Kansas, which is a small little country town in between Lawrence and Leavenworth. Small country town. Really? Oh, yes. That's what we're doing? Oh, yes. Okay. Anyway. 
But there's good things and good things that come from Oh, no doubt. Look, <laughs> but, um, you know, right now it has about 5,000 people. Probably when I was there, it was three, 4,000 maybe. Um, it's grown. It's, it's okay. So I think it's big. I had 100 people in my graduating class. And I thought that was a lot. Okay. I, I love. I love Tonganoxie. Leave me alone. Yeah. And I'm country. I love to feed pigs, you know, cows, milk the cows, the chickens. Didn't have to lock your door. That's that's how I grew up. Okay. So anyway, going back to my story. Um, so I grew up and I was one of very maybe 10 black families, right? Um, and I didn't realize that I had experience racism until I moved out. Danny said, you better not talk about Tony. <laughs> yes. Listen, we stick together. <laughs> and so let me tell you one experience that I remember, probably one of my first experience, but I didn't know it was racism. I was in the second grade, Miss Hurst class, and I was that good student. I know y'all can't believe it, but I promise I was. And I um, would get all my work done. And at that time, you have, I don't, do our kids still have one, two, threes in grade school? No? Okay. Oh, I need to start checking grade cards instead of you. Okay. My bad. That's a whole nother podcast. But um, so that's what we had. And so I always got ones. I always got my work done early. And I always helped the teacher. And I helped other students. Well, this particular time, about three adult white people came and told me to come with them. And so I was like, okay, well, I knew I, didn't, I wasn't in trouble because I didn't get in trouble back then. I had to wait till I was in middle school. And so um, I went downstairs and downstairs was a group of people that were um, disabled. The, no, no. Um, developmentally challenged challenged okay perfect and um and so i'm just like okay so they sit me down and they give me work this went on for uh, several weeks and i didn't realize what was happening what was going on and back then you know you didn't question authority and my parents never said anything so either my parents didn't know you know they didn't tell them because back then you didn't have to call like you do now, you know, for things like that. So I did that for a couple of um, weeks and I was just, it was just eating me up inside, but I didn't know, I didn't know what this was that I kept. And I was just like, I'm not like these people had nothing to do with race. It had to do with I see their challenges that they were having in the outbursts and the screams and this and that. And I'm just kind of like, what is happening? And I heard, um, after about the third week, I heard one of, I don't want to cry, but I heard one of the authorities say, um, we can't keep her here. She doesn't belong here. Again, I didn't know what that meant, right? I didn't know I was experiencing racism. And so, um, they took me back and I never went back. But that was, that 
impacted me so much and I couldn't articulate what it was until I became an adult and realized what they had done. And it was only based on my skin color. They weren't used to us and they just already had a bias and stereotype of us. Now, I look back and I'm like, man, man, I that that hurts. It still hurts, clearly. But these are the things that happen. And that's why I'm such an advocate <clears throat> in my girls' school system, because we're not doing that. Listen, I'm a different parent. <laughs> okay. And um, but that's just one incident when I was little. I've been stopped. I've you guys have heard, you know this on many accounts and and i'm definitely not against um cops because listen i have cop friends i know cops are cool you know but i my girlfriend and i daphne were driving and back in the day we would wear these hats these big clothes and we just thought we were some type of tough girls that were not but we had the music bumping and we was hey you know and um the cop pulled us over and this was when I was at K-State and he comes and he looks at us and he realized we were girls. The reason why I say that, because he looked at us and once his face was like, and then when he saw that we were girls, he said, have a good day. And we drove off. And I'm just giving you some accounts because I was I have been asked to um, to just kind of share my experience. Um, I don't want to, you know, be negative Nancy or anything, but I do want you to understand um, what we go through when I go out or when my husband goes out. And this has been before all this have, has jumped off. I text him to say, come home to me stay covered, stay protected. This is what we do. This is how we live. Um, I was talking to my white girlfriend the other day and we were talking about what we were going to do with the kids. And she was like, oh, I'll just probably send them to the pool. And I said, well, I can't. I'm going to have to be there because there are four black little girls, you know. And so we're always thinking when we're out walking, because we um, live in a predominantly white neighborhood, um, you know, uh, I know that I try not to move swiftly or do anything like that because subconsciously it's just how we live. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's um, so, you know, bias, it's uh, inherent. Okay? It's um I don't believe that, uh, and studies have shown me okay, that kids do not are not born yeah. biased, racist, or however you want to define that. Uh, it is a learned behavior. It is a learned um, mindset. It is a learned uh, way of thinking, um, and and it it fashion it's embedded in every aspect of our um society culture and, and and sadly it's not just an american thing you know mm -hmm. um you look at i mean you look at the, your story that you were sharing um 
I mean, people, all, all black people, people of African descent all over the world can relate to those stories. Mm -hmm. um, I did not grow up in the United States, but I remember uh, <clears throat> in the Congo um, having, I actually have had a white instructor uh, and uh, I remember him telling me that, because I was having some challenges with math, and I remember him telling me that I was not smart enough um, to, to do math. And when I kind of asked him why, he's like, he's, and he wanted, he's like, you know, he stopped saying, you know, Jean-Philippe is, is smart enough. You know, Michelle is smart enough. But everybody he pointed, he was pointing to were Caucasian. You know, mm -hmm. um, but you are not smart enough to do math. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, and so the rest of the school year, I literally, I mean, in my mind, I was like, okay, well, I guess uh, I'm not smart enough to do math. Uh, and um, at the end of the school year, I passed every class but math. Hmm. And the way the educational system is, is, is there is that in order to move to the next level, every single class, you have to pass every single class. Um, and... And if you, there's one that you do not pass, they will give you an opportunity to come right before the next school year starts, so which typically is in um, August. You will come and you will take a comprehensive test that will cover the entire material that you were taught from September to June. Okay? Uh, and you take that comprehensive test, and if you pass, then you can move to the next year. Okay. If you do not, you have to retake every single wow. class, even the one that you passed. Okay. Okay. So anyway, here I am at the end of the school year. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm failing at that class. So by this time, my dad is like, okay, this does not make sense. So you've been struggling with this. So they come to the, you know, uh, they ask me what, what was going on. I'm like, well, you know, I, I can't do this anyway yeah. because teachers, teacher is right. You know, Ooh. I'm not smart enough for that. Wow. And my dad literally, I mean, he blew up. Mm -hmm. um, so we went to, to the to the school. Uh, my parents came to the school, confronted the, the instructor, uh, and then uh, and um, they basically told him that I was going to come back in uh, in, uh, in you know that August, mm -hmm. and I was going to pass the, mm -hmm. the that test with flying colors. And I'm like, what? You know, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I've been struggling all year with that. Yeah, <laughs> pressure. Anyway, um, they got me tutors and uh, who taught me. But the, the biggest thing beyond the tutor, it was not the tutor, but it was one thing that my dad and my mom did that entire summer. Okay. They kept telling me how I was smart. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, that I could so not, they were reversing, they were what, reversing what, what was, seed. yes, that was planted, that, was planted. Um, yeah. that I could not uh, allow those words uh, to limit me, yeah. you know, um, my dad had an opportunity in the back, this is back in the 60s, and again, this is to show you that these issues are not just in, unfortunately, in America, and this is why, just watch the news right now, you see people are marching in in Africa, people are marching. Uh, you know, uh, I, I just read right in the Congo. There's a, a businessman who challenged the the ambassador of the U.S. in the Congo by saying, "Hey, listen, you are such a nation, a great nation, economical power. 
you've made some leaps and bounds in, you know, when it comes to civil rights and so forth, to the point that you even had a black president. But in spite of all of that progress, you're still killing black people? Shame on you. And that's literally the statement he said to the ambassador. And then the ambassador was forced to respond, you know, and, uh, and address the issue. Uh, and so African nations are even demanding of the U.S. that, hey, you've got to address these mm -hmm. issues. You know, uh, people are marching in, in New Zealand. Right. You know, people are marching in, in London. I right. have family there. They're marching in London. People are marching in, in Paris. All of that because this issue is resonating beyond yeah. America. And it's, 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 it's it this, this embedded racism and bigotry. Uh, it, it's, it's deep rooted, um, unfortunately, in colonialism as well in, in really for this country in the way this country was built and established. Exactly. So one, if you guys are liking what we said, please hit like or love. Please let us know that um, that we're saying something, right? And then also, if you have a question, do not hesitate to ask. We will answer your question, okay? This is about educating. This is about informing. So it's not a problem. Um, ask the question. Even, I, I don't care. Ask it. We'll answer it. So. First of all, in your story, you never did you pass math? Oh, I sure did. I went okay. back uh, 98%. You know, I want to know. And then after that, so this is uh, because, of, again, this is why we, and, and again, this is not the topic, but what we speak over our kids is so important yeah. because uh, not only did I pass, but I went, by the time I graduated from high school, I was the only student in the entire high school who had the amount of math classes as I did. It was literally custom made for me. I was, I had 13 hours of math wow. a week. That, and now you are a whiz at math. That's the crazy math. thing. I love math. He tutors math. But see how interesting that is and see how the system, <clears throat> even in the Congo. So let's talk about this system. The one thing I was on an earlier podcast, I was a guest, and she was like, the system is broken. And I was even talking to my girlfriend earlier today, and I said, no, the system's not broken. The system is is doing what it was designed to do. So here's what, uh, uh, it's, racism is about economics okay. at the end of the day. Okay. Okay. It's about, and, and when and I say about the humanizing. Yes. Yes. yes, but the, yes. the, the, the okay. goal of it, okay. at the, at the, at the goal, the purpose of it, okay. is economics. Okay. 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 Give you, me some more. You, you, I mean, when you think about slavery and all of yeah. that, it was, it was about economics. You go, you take a group of people, you bring them here so that you can put them on plantation, so that they can, you know, grow cotton and so, uh, cotton and so forth, whatever, uh, and you make money off of it. Okay. You know, so yeah. at the, the the division of 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 class of or of uh, of races, it's to suppress one group over another. It's all about economics. You know, at, at the end of the day, I, I believe. Okay. So here's. And I, I agree. I, I, you know, people say, well, um, we just need to uh, get along. We need to educate. We need to. Uh, do you not agree with that? I do. All of that has a has a place. You know, you you need to you need to go vote. And yes, you need to vote. But yes, I hear a you but. Need to get, 
an education. But the most powerful thing a group of people can do is to become economically independent. Why? And here's the reason why. Think about this. And and uh, and uh, oh gosh, I think if I I wish I could remember the name of this uh, professor who actually broke this down, and I can't I can't think uh, of his name now right now. But you, you think about economics, okay? So if you take a group of people and you have them uh, where they start owning their own business, mm -hmm. okay? So when you look at the dollar. Uh, in the in the Asian community, uh, the you know the Mexican community and so forth, the dollar literally circulates like six times. I mean, to the Jews, it's like almost eighteen times before okay. it gets out of that community. Yeah. Okay. So that that means that they they're supporting each other's businesses. Okay. Okay. Uh, in the white community, it circulates eight times before it gets out of that community. Okay. In the black community, it doesn't even go once. Stop. Stop it doesn't it. even go once do that that money it gets out of the community. Do so you do not empower yourself economically. Wow. So here's the, the reason why I say it's about economics and so forth, because whatever we present to you, we know you're going to purchase, we know you're going to buy, we know, and you are dependent on everything that is presented to you. You look at communities like the Asian community, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, uh, the Latino community in this country. I mean, the Italian community, the, the Irish community, all of these various community communities, they all support one another. Yes. Okay, we do not. So imagine now, and so here's what happens, is that they, they support one another, and then what they do, so this is at the, at the, the base level. Okay. okay. They support one another. The next level is the level where you go to vote. Okay. So now they have the money. Okay. okay? You have these people who are running for office. They come to them and they say, "I will support you and fund your 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 uh, your campaign." But when I fund your campaign, yeah. this is what you're going to stand for. Mm. This okay. is how it works. Okay. You, you okay. Come, the, okay. I'm going to fund your your uh, your 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 campaign, but this is how it's going to work for. You. Okay? okay. And so. Guess you can say, well, they're buying them, and yeah, you know, people are saying I'm not going to be bought. This politician and so forth, but somebody is funding the campaign. Yeah, somebody is putting the money down. Yeah, you know, for them to be able to have all this advertising and so forth. Okay, they have to answer to that person. Okay, okay, so that means that they have to represent the interest of those people. So when you are economically strong, you can dictate now who literally you can make the decision on who's going to pass and who's going to be so then elected. So are we talking about race? Well, here's the thing. Okay, when come we on. talk about race and so forth, that is great. Okay, we talk about how how, how do we get out of this? How do yeah. we get Yes, uh it's 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 uh, it's twofold, you know, it's it's not question to me. It's not question so much so much of reconciliation of this and this. Okay. It's question of let's put together, okay, uh, a system that is fair and that would be equitable also for okay. African American and okay. for Black people in this country. Because the system that would, currently that would allow us to be economically empowered. Okay. So, okay, as long as we cannot become economically empowered, there's nothing we can ask for rights and you can give me my right. We we fought for the right to vote, we got the right to vote, but nothing got better. 
Mm. You know, we mm. whatever we fought for. Can y'all be heard in that? He taught, he preached. Right nothing, now. We, I, nothing ever got better. Okay. So, but think about it. So you go, you now you have the, you have the politicians. Okay. Yeah. And now the politicians, guess what they they have to do? They have to pass laws. Okay. They have to select judges. You know, all of these people, like the judges, police, yeah. and so forth. All of that is based on the. It's the politician that chooses that. Okay. Now you can go and you tell them not only, okay, now you have to pass laws because of lack of, you know, yeah. I bought you now yeah. and, and, and you're going to represent my interest. Okay. And so yeah. you're going to put people, the judges, that's going to reflect mm-hmm. my interest. You're going to put people in place that's going to reflect my interest. You know, then now you have the judges, you have a police system that reflect your interest. How, when is the last time? When is the last time you've heard of Jews getting shot and killed? When is the last time that you've heard of Jews uh, being stopped by the cops, you know, left and right? Okay. Okay. They have, I mean, the Jewish community is known for being a community that is uh, financially strong. Mm. They support politicians that reflect their values. Mm-hmm. That their interests, mm. those politicians put pass laws that's going to reflect and that's going to benefit Come on. them. Okay. You know, and, and so and you can keep going, going. And really, to me, education is the last thing. Stop. It is the last thing on, 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 the, on the top. What? So, because then you, you have the media, you know, then because yeah. now you, you're putting people in place. Now you you go even in the, in the place of the media because you have, again, at the basis of it, you have the fund to go on radio stations, to go on television stations. To wow. now those because you own now you can dictate the narrative that's going around. Okay. Who's speaking for you? You don't own well, you may own two, three, four right television now. stations. You don't own yeah. you may own one national radio station, you know? And so it's like and until we become, and, and that part of becoming, and the, the how do we come as a group, as a people, how do we become economically sound? Uh, and 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 it's, and it's you know, my pastor said, has given a great example okay. uh, of people running a race. You know, uh-huh. it's like you you take off running right now. And you running, I mean, you, Carl Lewis, I mean, you take off, you running. And I'm waiting here for 40 minutes, okay? Okay. You've been gone for 40 minutes. And now, after you've been gone for 40 minutes, you say, you know what, man, we've been holding you back for 40 minutes. You know, it's it, that's not fair. You know what? We're going to let you run now, too. You know? We're going to let you run. So we're paying, we're and so, so. Now you take off running after you've been held back for 40 minutes. Or 400 years. Or 400 years. Yes. And now you take off running, and then I'm 40 minutes ahead of you, and I turn back and I'm like, man, you ain't doing nothing. How come you're still not here? Okay. Because I started 40 minutes. I was held back for 40 minutes, you know? And now you you acting like we started at the same time we didn't. Right. So – that to me, it, it, it yes, uh, we have a lot of issues, uh, but I do believe that when we start addressing the economical aspect, yeah. um, 
that will we'll go go far. Welcome to Insights with Olivier. <laughs> I'm a guest, Latrice Kay. This is your host, <laughs> Olivier Kabuya. Because let me show you. And for, I'm sorry for those of you who are listening by podcast. I have notes. The direction we were going. Why? Because people have reached out to me and asked me questions. But this is what I'm going to do. Okay. Here we go. Got a we got a question. Yeah, we've had a question. What are oh. your thoughts? All right. So here's a. What are your thoughts, Latrice, on taking a knee during the anthem? Do you feel it's an effective way to protest? Love or love you? Are you doing uh, a great job for teaching? Hey, thanks, Danny. I appreciate that. All right. What do you have to say? Insights with Olivier. <laughs> Go ahead. So here's what I will say. Um, yeah. All right. Let yeah. Me, let me, so here's what I would say. Um, you know, it's interesting that, uh, and and I know Danny. I I know uh, I know her very well. That's my my sister. That's my girl. Uh, do you? When she said, "Do you feel it's an effective way to protest?" Mm. How can we tell an oppressed people mm. the right way to protest? Okay. Let's talk about. You know, it is not. And oppressed people, you cannot dictate how they should protest. Okay. Um, okay. You think about, uh, you know, the what pilgrim. Forgive me my history if I'm mixing up things here. But when they left, the, okay, the, the, the uh, Caucasian, when they left the, the, the England because they were oppressed, the pilgrims. Yeah, they left England because they were being oppressed by the. School that day. Uh, they were being oppressed by King, the uh, King George, if I recall. And uh, they decided they were so, uh, you know, tired of that. Okay, they were so tired of being oppressed that they decided that you know what, we're going to pick up our bags, we're going to the state, and so forth. And even when they came here, they were tired of taxation without representation. Okay. And that led to what? Please don't ask me. I think I was going that day at school. <laughs> Sorry, Boston Tea Party. Thanks, Leia. But that was that was a protest. That was they were rioting. They were, I mean, and so we can look at that and say, man, and we teach that in history books. You know, we teach that in school. That hey, here's what happened. Yes, they rioted. They burned down things. I mean, they burned down tea and so forth. That was their way of protesting and saying, right. you know what, we do not agree. We we want we, we will not stand for this. We okay. need representation. And so today you have a group of people who are saying, you know what? Yeah. We're gonna take a knee as our way to protest, to bring attention to this, to say enough is enough. Does not mean that they do, they do not love this country. They are patriots, they love this country, yeah. but they they're they're taking the knee is a sign of protest to say, you know what, enough is enough. This system, this uh, bigotry, this, uh, this, this, yeah, this system has to change and and give opportunity to everybody. That's good. Okay. So, uh, Minister Troy Jones says, Minister Olivier Kabuya, how do they deal with racism in your country? Because this is your show. <laughs> I added that. No. That's funny. Oh man! All right. So here's the um, how we deal with it. Uh, it is here's what what is um, in and in most African countries, uh, 
unfortunately. I just had uh, one of my neighbors who's actually from Nigeria. We were just having a conversation a couple of days ago um, along the, the along the line of your question. Okay, so when you look at Africa, here's uh, here's what what happened there. So uh, we were colonized for for years. Okay, in the case of the Congo, King Leopold who was called the butcher, and the butcher because of how ruthless. Um, conniving, and I mean, he killed millions and millions of people that he was labeled the butcher of, you know. Uh, but anyway, he took the whole territory of the Congo, made it its own property. Um, fast forward to 1960, uh, we, uh, June 30th, 1960, we got our independence. Uh, but the, the thing is that even though we got our independence, we were still dependent of the help the financial help, support, and so forth of foreign nations, uh, and mostly the Western world. Um, so you look at today in Africa, yes, you have these independent countries, but these independent countries are uh, fully dependent of the Western world. And so you, you as a, a, a white person coming even to Africa, you would literally have better opportunity than the native who are there just because of the color of your skin and because of the way uh, this, this, this uh, system um, is designed to, to literally, it, it was literally designed to indoctrinate you and change your mind that you think that, that you literally think that that skin color is better than you, okay? Mm -hmm. And so now you have a generation of, of young Africans who are, uh, saying also enough is enough. Okay, we're not gonna take that. Mm -hmm. We're gonna uh, we're gonna build uh, economic structures that we are in full control of. Now watch this, and this is kind of good. African countries are deciding to we're gonna build uh, um, structures, economic structures that's gonna make us successful, strong, and dependent. But the Western world does not want to see that because that means that if they come to get gold, diamond, or all of those things, that you're going to charge them for that at a much higher rate because you understand. And then you're going to try to build your own refinery for that instead of selling it for a penny on the dollar. And then they come back and resell to you the jewelry with the diamond that they took from your land for 10 times the price of what, what they paid for it. And so uh, what, what happened is that they still trying to put system in place to oppress so and, and create division. And that's why when you hear these wars that, that's happening back and forth, where are their finance from? Where are, is the money to create those wars coming from? So anyway, the, but the, the, the hope uh, um, to your question, Troy, the hope is, is here. It, there's, there's definitely hope because there's a group, there's a young, young people right now are rising up and they're saying also in Africa, enough is enough. And the way they're doing that to deal with the racism, they're dealing with it from an economical standpoint. Welcome to Insights with Olivier. I'm your guest, and this is your host. So. <laughs> All right, so here's so, this question for okay. you. You're going to take no, this one. Yes. I'm not. What is the Christian job right now as far as the protest outside of praying? Ooh, that's, that's a, a good, good one. Question. Good question. You got right. that one. No, go ahead. Nope. We'll sit here like this in <laughs> protest. I am protesting. So, um, 
I do believe uh, faith without works is dead. Okay. So you 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 yes, we are people of faith as as Christians. The faith without work is dead. Um, and and when you see your uh, fellow man who's struggling, our faith and my Bible when I read it uh, command me to do something about the person who's suffering, the person who's uh, being oppressed. So uh, as Christian, our faith should drive us to do something. Our faith should drive us to reach out uh, to, 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 to the person who's being oppressed. Our faith should drive, drive us to reach out, grab the hand and pull people out of the, the state, state that they're in uh, so that they can have a bet and the same equality, the same access to opportunity, so that all of this foolishness about police brutality can stop. Our faith should drive us to literally go to the ballot box to to yeah. to create opportunities uh, for for people who don't look like you. You know, your faith should drive you to do those things. Um, and that, that, that's yeah, that's outside of we can't just sit down and pray. Because you you pray, but God God uses people to do things. Okay, God is not going to come down by Himself. And sure, the last time I I seen God did not just walk in my in my home and say, you know, and I decided to stay at home, and He just walked, and God literally put, you know, Jesus walked in and He put a check on my table and said, hey, here's go pay the the mortgage. No, 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 no. I had to get up and do something. Yes, and so I faith. <laughs> Uh, should drive us to do something. Um, okay. So again, for those that are just joining us, thank you so much. Yes. Um, hit like, please hit love the heart. Um, and if you thought you were coming to insights with Latrice, you're at <laughs> insights with Olivia, because I had the story. I even told a little bit about my history in the beginning. I even broke down race, racism, you know, all those different things. Cause you know, I'm that heart connector. And then here we go. My notes are on the floor. Reese says this. Um, I'm sorry, I can't see there. I'll look here. What are your thoughts about police officers as individuals? There are many that need to face their consequences due to racist behavior. But what about the others? Love you. Oh, we love you. Love you, Reese. We love you. Love you. Okay. Post. So, um, there's a lot of, um, and, and, and we personally know um, quite a few uh, people who are in law enforcement. Um, oh, by choice, there are friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we didn't know them friends. because they, we got arrested. <laughs> We're cool with them. Yeah. We're cool with them. Not because they arrested us, and yeah. that's how we got to know them. No, no. not like that. Uh, but they're friends. Uh, um, and, and, and both uh, black as well as white. Okay, so uh, do I believe that they are uh, great police officers? Absolutely, absolutely, they are great Definitely. police officers. Uh, but this uh, thing about when you, you, to your question, Reese, when you say, uh, you know, about police officers as individual, I'm not, <sighs> the police department is more than just that individual. It's a system that is, uh, I mean, come on, think about what happened in Minneapolis. Okay. You have this one person mm -hmm. with his knee on somebody's neck. Yes. For 
eight minutes and, and 46, 46 seconds. Okay. And while he's doing that, you had four other police officers, three, three, yeah, four, three, three or four, three. standing yeah. around. Not one of them said, whoa, 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 hold on, that's enough. You know, he's, he, he, hey, we handcuffed him, that's enough. That's excessive force. Not one of them. Why is that? Well, to me, that's that's clear. That you don't even, you, it's, it's not clear. It is clear because is it? it is clear that it is a system that it doesn't matter that you won't, I am not going to stop you because we part of this. It's almost like a club, you know, like you, you, you join a, uh, what's the, those, uh, golf club, the elite, you know, secluded club, um, um that you join a I private think, club, you, you know, yeah. it's like a private club that they join country and they club. conform. Yeah. A country yeah. club and they conform to the rules of the club, you know, mm. and, 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 uh, and, but this, Police brutality will also stop when other police officers check the one who's the bad actor. We talk about one, you know, and, and, and I, I keep hearing this in the news over and over. You know, you have these uh, chief of police from all over the nations. They're getting on the news and they're saying, you know, uh, the, major, the majority of the police officers are good. And I'm not disputing that. Right. I'm not disputing that. But I heard somebody make this example. You know, uh, imagine, you know, uh, you, you said you, you, you have a doctor, a surgeon that needs to perform surgery and you come and you say, no, uh, the majority of the surgeon are good, but these here are not good. What are you going to do as a hospital or whatever? You're going to get rid of those that surgeons that are not good because those surgeons that are not good, they're going to kill somebody. You know, and so, but it's almost like sometimes we take a pass when it comes to law enforcement. We're like, well, yeah, we got some bad apples, but the majority is good. That's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. You know, you can't, you can't get you can't. in a plane. Right. You say. get on the plane and the, uh, this is uh, Captain uh, uh, Jackson, uh, and I'm here with co-pilots. Uh, we'll be flying to uh, New York, uh, but we might not make it because, uh, you know, there's good pilots out there, but we're not the good ones. I mean, what, yeah. you know, yeah. you cannot afford to not have a good pilot. Right. They will never put a pilot who's like, well, we've got bad pilots. They will never put you on the plane. Right. Because the, there's huge consequences if I put a bad pilot on the plane. And so, with that said, as a law officer, law enforcement officer, you take an oath, you know, yeah. to to protect and to serve, yeah. and 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 that oath is sacred, should be, yeah. should be sacred. Yeah. And 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 for us to just take it, well, there's some bad apples. No, as a society, we should say we cannot have any bad apples. We draw the line. Enough is enough of yeah. these bad apples. Yeah. And 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 I do believe, like in every job, every you know who does not perform. Right. And so when you know who does not perform, call them out and be like, "Hey, you are performing out because you make all of us look bad." Because look what happened. Because he had that officer had complaints. If it had been dealt with appropriately, oh man, Mr. Come on. Floyd could be this, alive, raising his baby girl right now. Stand up. Yeah, yeah.
So we definitely, that was a good question. Any more questions with insights with Olivier? <laughs> I'm okay with it. You know, I, I, I didn't have it clearly. Well, I thought. Really the funny thing, when she asked me to join her today, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk he about. He did. He was like, I did you not, I'm so like, oh the, my God. I'm like, class, I don't you know, know what was going on. And I was like, no, baby, I got it. You just kind of add in your two cents. But on that note, don't you guys love when he's here? It just brings a whole nother dynamic, right? And so I need you guys to encourage him to be on Insights. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll even call it. No, we're going to call it Insights <laughs> with Olivia because you've taken over. You take, and you know what? We, we really, we have, we have gone um, through, but let me, let me just say this with the notes that I had. I had about four pages. Because <laughs> I was on a different route with this, and that's okay. Um, because I think what needed to be said, and that's one thing with our podcast, with our Facebook Live, anything we do, we pray before. And yes, I had an agenda, but clearly I didn't have it tonight. It, it was on him. And so I think what you said, what was what was needed for those that were listening and will watch the rebroadcast. And we'll hear. And even when you're watching the rebroadcast um, or you're listening on the podcast, uh, certainly if you're watching it on on Facebook, uh, comment um, and and share. uh, Because I know Trace goes back and read all the comments, and I certainly will do the same on this one and uh, and help answer whatever question that you may have. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you go to latricecabuya.com and you can email her at latrice at latricecabuya.com. Share your question, comments, uh, your story. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, we all have been affected. Hold on, man. Am I doing uh, my insights? <laughs> Okay, so you know at the end, I always give a last insight, but clearly I am not the host. Insights with, can we change the graphic? Insights with Olivia, you can hear me all this whole hour, but I will ask you this, and you can close. I don't, like I said, I don't need to. I don't need to. I'm good. You have it. It is clearly on you, and I'm grateful because God uses us. His, God gave us a voice. And I have no ego. And if I don't have it, I'm good because I believe that the people have been listening are informed, educated, right? Inspired and impacted. And that's what Insights with Olivier is all about, right? And so in the closing remarks, because I did get a lot of inbox, what can we do as white America? Because it was from my white sisters and brother to help with this this action, this move that we need to do. Um, a lot of them felt guilty because they never realized that, you know, they were in, um, someone called it a bubble. Go ahead and trust that. But um, um, no, this is Insights with Olivier tonight. So, um, but I will, I'll just say this. Um, to my white sisters and brothers, I thank you because this is not a time to be silent, mm-hmm. right? Um, silence mm-hmm. is agreement. And 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 this, I, I, I have to know where you stand because um, there's been a line drawn in the sand. And um, if you don't know what to say, say something. Even if it's, 
I don't know what to say, but I stand with you. I stand and I support you. That's enough. That That's like when someone's loved one dies. Maybe you've never experienced that. But what do you do? I send my condolences. You send some type of support, right? Even if you may not identify with, with it, right? No different than this situation. It's just that we don't like to talk about it because it makes us uncomfortable. Be okay with being uncomfortable. Yeah. That's the only way change is going to happen, right? <clears throat> and I'll answer the questions. If you don't know, you just don't know, right? And so it is okay to not know. It's okay to stay unknown, to not, to stay, what is it? It's okay not to know, but then you have to grow yes. and get the knowledge. Yes. See, I don't even know what I'm saying tonight because he had taken over. So, you know, but my, um, so I got texts and inbox. What can we do? Because some of them was from people in, I know he said this. He told me to wrap up. <laughs> this is his show. He told me, no, y'all have heard him for the last 40 minutes. Listen, I'll say this. I was asked, especially by my school Love district, there was a couple of people that um, that wanted to know what they can do. Educate yourself. Yeah. Get in an uncomfortable <clears throat> situation. Follow people that don't look like you. Follow people that maybe doesn't have your same views regarding, you know, because you don't know. Um, it's okay. Be, don't be comfortable anymore being the only one at an event or somewhere in a group. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, all the time, when I, I live up north. So a lot of times when my kids are involved in things, they're the only black mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. And and we're just used to it. This yeah. is just our way of life. Yeah. Be okay. Get involved. Get your kids involved so that they are educated about our people, about our race. And read books on my um, my thread. I did a link, sent a link. Um, some a library recommended some of these books, and they're really good books. Um, watch what is it? The thir thirteenth? What is it called? That's it. Yeah. That's the um, watch that movie. Um, which one? When they see us. When they see us. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you, it's going to make you cringe. You're going to be uncomfortable. But I'm telling you, educate yourself is key. Stay curious and don't let this just be a couple of weeks. Let this <clears> be <throat> your lifestyle. Let this be something that you purposely do consciously to help bring this, to help change the system that has been on our neck. For 400 years. I would add to, to it. Um, so first of all, uh, a lot of the comments that we we gave uh, here tonight, it's uh, we certainly do not profess to stand for uh, the entire black community or to be the voice of the entire black community or African community for that matter. Um, this is we were just sharing from our heart, um, and uh, and those comments uh, only you know involve us, uh, but. Um, you know, when uh, we talk about, uh, you know, when other communities are asking, what can we do uh, 
and the priest said it, she said, uh, right now, it's not that you cannot do something. Uh, the time to be silenced is it's, it's over. You know, um, I think I said last week, I uh, posted uh, Twitter or one of those, I made a, a statement. I said, when you are silent in the face of uh, uh, destructive behavior, First time, okay, I can't understand. Second time, maybe. But when you are faced with a repetitive, destructive behavior that happens before your eyes over and 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 over again, and you don't say nothing, your silence through all of that makes you an accomplice to that destructive behavior. So what do we do? You join with us. You join, because here's the, the, the thing. We, are, as black people, we are a minority in this country. You are part of the, the majority, but you can no longer be part of the silent majority. Mm. You now have to make your voice heard in the majority so that the majority can hear you when they won't hear us when they won't hear us because we've been screaming kicking yeah. crying for years and so how do you help by making your voice heard by saying enough is enough by saying yes black lives do matter and it doesn't mean because you say black lives matter that any other you know, that it disqualify everybody else. Absolutely not. But we not. have to deal with black lives. Let me tell you why. It's <clears> like, um, and we'll go after this. It's like a house being on fire, okay? And there's houses right next to it. You're not going to spray all the houses. You're going to spray that one house because yep. that one house is affected. That's the same thing. Yes, all lives matter. But right now, we got to bring value to the black lives because you see they're being killed, All, especially our black men. They are targeted. That's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother topic. So that's why it doesn't take away. But if you say all lives matter instead of black lives, you don't want to say black. You're taken away. You're again devaluing, right? So we, we got to be mindful of that. But guess what? It's been an hour. <laughs> but quickly, let me quickly add in terms of the Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I have another thought. Yes. When we no, said, um, you know, in the Beatitudes, uh, Jesus said, Blessed are, you know, just because he highlighted the poor, just because he highlighted, you know, did not mean that he discounted everybody else. And just because you highlight that Black Lives Matter does not mean that you discount everybody else. You just emphasize it. That this group of people who have been oppressed, yes, their lives truly do matter. Thank you for joining us on Insights with Olivier. <laughs> real life, real you, real good, real Olivier. I want you guys to put in the comments and let him know he needs oh. to be i i need him here with me because you see he took it off he took it off 
All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. God bless. Love you guys.